0: The Bengals travel to Atlanta for preseason game number two. Let's break down the top things to watch for as this Bengals roster tries to put itself together. You are locked on Bengals. Your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's uh, up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisco. He's your host, James Rapine. We're on the Lockdown Podcast Network covering your team every day, and you can find the show on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts. And it makes it really easy when you subscribe to the podcast to become a first listener, making us your first listen every day, whether that's when you're taking your dog out for a walk or you're making your morning coffee, driving to work. We appreciate all of you who make us your first listen, and have made that a habit So much to the point where you're an everyday or making us an everyday part of your life. We appreciate all of you who listen to the podcast and don't miss an episode. Today, we're going to get into the biggest things to watch for in the Bengals' second preseason game against the Atlanta Falcons. Today's show of Lockdown Bengals brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, who helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. Terms and conditions apply. James, before we get to preseason game, number two against the Atlanta Falcons. The news on Thursday out of the court system in Southwest Ohio, Joe Mixon found not guilty of his misdemeanor charge of aggravated menacing. Mm -hmm. And maybe this just allows everybody to move on. We'll see if the NFL has anything to say about that. But the state, according to the judge, did not meet the burden of proof beyond a reasonable doubt. And Joe Mixon, as a result, not guilty.
1: I think we were, we saw this coming really from day one of the trial. I was surprised it went four days. It did go four days. And uh, obviously this is good news for the Bengals. They put out a statement and uh, I'll read part of it. Joe Mixon has been a valuable part of the Bengals since he joined the organization. The organization is pleased with this matter uh, that this matter is now behind everyone. And we look forward to an exciting, exciting season with Joe being part of the football team. I know internally, the Bengals weren't expecting this to go any other route than the not guilty verdict. And I think after the trial started, you just talked to people around town. And that was just the way it was going. There just wasn't a lot of, and I'm not going to get too far into it, but there just wasn't a ton of evidence. And if you can't prove something in a criminal case, well, that's it. It's going to be not guilty. So uh, hopefully Joe can put it behind him. I know he was happy, tweeted out a, a photo, po- posted a picture of himself in the courtroom on IG as well. And uh, he's RB1. After they restructured his deal, reworked his deal, we knew that that was going to be the case. And so you're right. The only thing that could potentially creep up is if the NFL, which they do a completely separate investigation. I'm told they've already investigated this, if they handed down any type of discipline. But Mixon's uh, out of it as far as the the criminal side goes. So we'll see if the NFL hands anything down. If not, he'll obviously be uh, in the backfield for week one against the Browns.
0: And the Bengals kind of projected their confidence with this when they did the rework deal. They gave them sure. those additional guarantees. They didn't bring in any of the running backs we've clamored for on this podcast throughout the offseason or, or in the last few weeks uh, for, for any sort of role. I think that all projected a lot of confidence in the way this case was going to go. So that now in the rearview mirror, let's get into preseason game number two, Atlanta sure. Falcons. Reportedly playing their starters, the Bengals, as, as we discussed on yesterday's show for the everydayers, you already know this, but defensive starters expected to play for the Bengals. And, and there's some fun matchups there, especially DJ Turner out there, presumably with these guys, uh, like, like mm-hmm. we've talked about, we haven't seen Sidney Jones practicing this week. So if, if he's dealing with an injury, perhaps he doesn't play, that means a lot of run. For DJ Turner with the starters, but a great opportunity to see these starters against an offense that is very versatile, very multiple, but probably not one of the scarier offenses in the league, despite some of their very scary skill players and guys like Bijan Robinson, Kyle Pitts, potentially Drake London. Uh, Desmond Ritter, we'll see what's going on there. Good, good, uh, good work for these defensive number ones, and it'll be fun to see them getting some live action for a drive, hopefully a short drive, as Mike Hilton said, against these Atlanta Falcons.
1: It will, and you're, you're right about the Falcons. It's I don't expect them to be a top offense in the NFL because we have questions about Desmond Ritter, but they have some unique matchups that, that make it really interesting for this first-team defense. One, there is no Kyle Pitts on the Bengals, and this is a good test for the safety room. How do they use everyone's kind of talked about, all right, well, who's going to be the Trey flowers? Will it be Dax Hill? Will it be the Jordan battle at times? Uh, what will they use a, a hybrid between those two guys? Could they use one of these corners? I think that's, that's part of it. That's interesting is is just seeing how they handle a Kyle Pitts who is dynamic, even though he's underperformed, I would say through a couple of years. And I don't think it's really a, an, any fault of his own. I think it's the offense and the lack of quarterback play and, play design, all of those things. But they have two good tight ends, and Kyle Pitts and Johnu Smith, so you're going to get tested there. Drake London is a big receiver, so DJ Turner, will he be matched up at all? Cam Taylor Britt is not the biggest guy in the world. He's physical, he's strong, but it would be a good matchup for him as well. So I want to see those two guys in how they fare against a guy like London. Outside of the secondary, though, in pieces like that, I think we know what Mike Hilton is. I think we know what this front seven is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so, yeah, it'll be nice to see some of the young guys attempt to tackle Bijan Robinson maybe in the open field, right? I think that's uh, an important part of this. The Falcons are going to be a run-first offense, mm-hmm. which is rare in this league. So will D.J. Turner be able to, to come up and make that pop, even though he doesn't have the most size in the world? I think that's an interesting part, too. Do they throw a quick screen to London and, and Turner has to come up and make a play? Those are the type of things that I'll be looking for when it comes to the, the young pieces, the new pieces in the secondary, and the fact that Nick Scott's going to be out there. He's making his Bengals debut. So how do they use him? How do they use Dax Hill? I think that's a, a storyline in and of itself, regardless of the tight end usage on the Falcon side.
0: Yeah, I think those are all great points. A couple other matchups I'll point out that I think could just be fun from a strength on strength perspective. Chris Lindstrom and Jake Matthews, both really, really good offensive linemen. So Trey Hendrickson, Chris Lindstrom, or sorry, yeah. Trey Hendrickson, Jake Matthews, left tackle for for the Atlanta Falcons. That'll be fun. Matthews still a good pass protector. Chris Lindstrom, one of the best interior linemen in the league, one of the best run blockers in the league last year, and, and in general, like th- these are these are really good players. Those two guys. So in the trenches, DJ Reader, BJ Hill, against the the interior, highlighted by Chris Lindstrom for the Falcons, and then the, the Trey Hendrickson. Jake Matthews battle, even though we'll only get it for very likely a, a handful of plays, that, that could yield some pretty fun tape to really dive into and dissect. So there are certainly some things for some of the newcomers, the safety cohesion. Do we see a three safety look? Do we see who, who's going to deal with Kyle Pitts? How does that go? How well equipped are the Bengals to deal with Kyle Pitts? How well equipped are the Bengals to deal with one of the better NFL rushing offenses that has now added Bijan Robinson to go with... Cordell Patterson and Tyler Algier, who are have both been good for the Falcons. There's some things that, that are going to be really cool to watch, even if it is abbreviated in preseason and all those things. Uh, it's still, some good matchups and and some good tests for some newcomers.
1: For sure, I think I, I love that you one. I love that you put up the in mention the trenches and Trey Hendrickson. Can you imagine what the camp he's had? If, if he has like a, a strip sack on the second play from scrimmage, the Falcons' Great. first the Falcons first possession, and it's like, yeah, we're playing the starters, and it was two plays, and we're talking about, oh, how will this matchup be or that matchup? That's why I think deep down, if Lou Anarumo, if we gave him truth serum, he might say, it wouldn't be the worst thing for them to give up a first down or two and for the Falcons to drive the ball just a little bit, maybe get to the fifty. Start at the twenty-five, get to the fifty, and then force them to punt. Wouldn't be the worst thing in the world just to get these guys some work. So, we will see there if if that happens. But I could totally see Trey Hendrickson continuing his stellar camp. And uh, and there's a lot I think defensive line wise that we need to, to discuss. But I am excited to see the starters on defense, as we mentioned yesterday. No starters on offense. Not shocked by this. I do think it's the right call, even though some are wondering about the offensive line. Orlando Brown Jr. will be just fine next to Cordell Volson. And I think is gonna be fine next to Alex Kappa. They they can work through any potential communication issues and things like that between now and, and week one.
0: Excited to see Bijan Robinson as well for in, in whatever capacity we see him just <laughs> as a player going against a good run defense with DJ Reader out there. That should be should be fun. Outside of the defensive starters, plenty of other things to watch for in this game. A lot of them on the offensive side of the ball, but still some some guys on defense vying for jobs that we should talk about as well. We'll continue breaking down what to watch for coming up next.
1: Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be certain that you have access to the best candidates available, and that's why you need to get LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to hire or interview and hire. It makes everything simpler, streamlined, efficient, And effective. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply.
0: James, what to talk about, of course, in preseason game number two, let's finish up on the defensive side of the ball here. Where we've talked about the starters is Miles Murphy. If it is an extended drive, get in with the starters. Either way, do we see Miles Murphy? Reportedly wasn't at practice. We didn't talk about this yesterday. Did you see him at practice on Wednesday?
1: I would have to look closer. I, I, I can't recall one way or the other.
0: I saw this is a, you?
1: one. I don't know.
0: I, I don't know if it was Traggs or if it was Charlie. Let somebody, me, uh, somebody tweeted that he wasn't out there.
1: Let me check the video here. I mean, I have a lot of video, so go ahead. I, we can address it in a minute.
0: Either way, Miles Murphy, sorry to put you on the spot again. I didn't learn my lesson yesterday. Miles Murphy uh, getting some more reps against another team. Always going to be fun to watch. How much does Joseph Osai play? But all these backup defensive linemen, they're going to suit up this week. We'll, we'll see them all. So Josh Tupel will get some run. Jay Tufele will get some more run as, as he looks to solidify what sounds like a pretty good chance of making the roster for him. More work for, for all of these guys trying to get onto the roster. Always going to be great to see that work. Jeff Gunter, Raymond Johnson the third, Terrell Basham not going to play, but J- Gunter and Johnson vying for practice squad spots as well, looking to continue to try to work on those claims. Dominique Davis, similarly, does he continue to flash? I don't think that any of these guys can quite make it interesting for the back of the roster, but certainly for practice squad stuff. And then Murphy, the big one. If we do see him, which hopefully we will, continuing to try to find ways to flash and show that first-round promise, show off that first-round athleticism that had the Bengals draft him.
1: Yeah, I don't see – I'm going through a bunch of videos here, You know, first team, second team. I don't see Murphy in any of them, and so I might be dead off right here, but it doesn't look like it. I can't believe I didn't notice that in real time. But uh, yeah, I don't see Miles Murphy. So what that tells me is because I talked to him after practice on. What would it have been Monday? And, and so what that tells me and he was fine is that he was dealing with some kind of ache issue and they said, hey, we need you Friday. Let's hold you out today because that was a a starters heavy practice, especially for the offense. You you wanted to, to get them a bunch of reps with Trevor Simeon and Jake Browning. So yeah, I think I think he'll be fine. How do they use him? That's a huge storyline. he's I think he's uh he's adjusting to to life in the NFL right now, trying to find his way, find how he fits in a defensive line room that is stacked. We've talked about how good Trey Hendrickson has been. Obviously, reader is as consistent in the middle of that defense. and Sam Hubbard was really really good on Wednesday. We didn't talk about it from a practice observation, but I, I think he's rounding into. Uh, mid-season form, which is exactly what you want. You don't want him peaking at the start of camp. You want him to, to slowly get into that as we inch closer to the start of the regular season. And obviously he's coming off of a career year. So overall, it uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they use Murphy, where they put him, who's he out there with. Because you have Joseph Osai that I think you want to get reps for. Cam Sample continues to emerge. I think he's a big part of that defensive line. So those are two backups technically that we're talking about. And so, does Murphy come in with those guys? Do we see that trio together with a, a Josh Chupol, for example? And then, just continuing with the defensive line, will Dominique Davis make some kind of push here for J. Tufele's roster spot? Yeah, I, I talked about
0: that. I think that he has a very tough job getting into like an actual well, roster conversation, but certainly for the practice squad, I think he's but, but, a guy they want.
1: But that's so. It, because if he could make a push, and I'm not saying he would unseat Tufele, mm-hmm. but if he could make a push, then there's going to be a team in the league that says, oh, we want that guy the moment he's cut. And and so then, and we talked about the potential of trading a Jackson-Carmen. Well, if Davis emerges, do you entertain the, the idea of trading one of these DTs? Josh Tupo's in the last year of his deal. Could you do that? I'm not saying they would, and I know it's your guy, but I, I do think that there's... There's almost or there could be at least over the next two weeks, you could look at it before it cut down day and say we have a surplus at the def- defensive tackles that we like. Dominique Davis is going to get claimed. Do we try to shop a guy that's probably not going to be here a year from now?
0: I don't know if I'm buying that Dominique Davis is going to get claimed, even if he has another couple good games. Maybe. I- I've been wrong about these things before, but this this feels like a classic case of preseason hype on a guy who's going to make it to the practice squad. Again, I've been wrong about these things before. A couple other guys on the defensive side of the ball. That,
1: Anti-Dominique Davis. Go no,
0: I, I like him a lot. I just think that like that's the kind of player that gets to the practice squad quite frequently. They have on this season.
1: team. He'd be like their third DT four years ago. He'd be well, four years ago. For <laughs> four but years a, ago. Their, their but there are, rosters, and, there are rosters like that in the league, though. That's what I'm saying. So that yeah. are they going to pass on that's the part that's tough. He,
0: he also, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, some other guys on this defense, I think the linebacker room, we've talked about that. Cool. Not a whole lot that I'm interested in seeing out of those guys in particular. Get out of the game healthy. That's the biggest thing for that group. There's five guys that are very likely to be on the team, and that's that. Then you get to the secondary, and then it's DJ Ivy, Allen George, does Sidney Jones play? Cool jordan battle tyson anderson these guys that were are all looking to continue to build on what's been for most of them a, a very productive preseason and training camp and then for some of them like the case of alan george who's had some upside but didn't have the greatest game last week to, to bounce back and and sydney jones if he can play to try to bounce back from the game last week but i don't know I, i'm not expecting that we'll see sydney jones after he missed all those practices
1: I think he kind of needs it. Yeah. I, maybe not. Maybe he's like, eh, I I've c i have I, people know what I am in the league anyways, but if he can play, I think it's important. That said, did you think that penalty was a penalty on George?
0: I, I don't remember I, I don't know that I've actually watched that on all twenty two and on the TV it, angle, it, it set, set him up obviously
1: you. for the touchdown. It was a huge play, as you can recall. He he
0: gets a pass breakup and he has his hand on the jersey. There's a little bit of a tug that you can see. I don't think it's called all the time. I don't know that it was material to the play, but it does get called sometimes. So yeah. it's it's just not like a clear no-call. Like it's not like there was no contact whatsoever. There is a jersey tug.
1: Because if if that switches, I think he has a pretty solid debut. You know? Like it's just wild how quickly you know, he at that least would have had an change. up
0: and down day. Like he would have had a, a play. To go with the, the not, you know.
1: Yeah. And and so that's interesting. I uh, I, I think that th- there's so much back end talk and discussion and there's just not many spots and it's mm-hmm. just so tough. And that's why if you're Sidney Jones, man, look around. If you can suit up and you want to be on the team, I would suit up and show that you can lock up Matt Collins. And, and go toe to toe with a speedster like Scotty Miller. And I know it sounds crazy, but that's what they need to see is, is some consistency from, from Sydney who's it's weird because what happened last week is kind of what we've seen throughout camp where he's in position and he's mm-hmm. made some plays, but he's in position, but the receiver still catches it. And that's kind of been a theme. And so we'll see if he can fix that. So that's something to monitor because I, I would never have called him a roster lock, but I thought he was certainly a favorite in going to make the roster coming into camp. And we don't have, at least I didn't, I didn't have him on, on our 53.
0: We're talking about outside corner number four here. Assuming Chidobe Awuzie is able to ramp it up here in the next couple of weeks and get ready for week one, which has been our working assumption throughout preseason, assuming camp Taylor, Brett DJ Turner are one through three. We're talking about DJ Ivy, Sidney Jones for really outside corner number four, because Jalen Davis seems to have backup slot locked up. Alan George getting some work there as well, but it's going to be Hilton and Davis. And then if they keep six, which I'm, I'm we're both back to thinking they're keeping six corners, you're talking about DJ Ivy, Alan George, Sidney Jones for that job. And yeah, I think if, if Jones can play, you should, but if he's hurt, you he can't play so that that will bear sure watching we should talk about the offense as well here we, we spent a lot of time on the offense this week mm-hmm. uh it's going to be some of the same but obviously some themes carry over from preseason game number one as well we'll get into the offense to finish up the show here coming up next
1: Today's show is also brought to you by Streetside Brewing. We couldn't be more excited to have partnered with Streetside. They are local, they are in Cincinnati, and they are the spot you should go for, whether it's game day this year, whether you're out of town or and you want to try a local beer, multiple local beers, you gotta get to Streetside Brewing. And Beer is all they make here. Family owned and operated since 2016. They're award winning from their pastry stouts, coffee, blonde, brown ales, fruited sours. You can tailgate before every home game. They're going to have drinking food specials, games, prizes, and they have their New England IPA, fruited sour, or a good old boring beer like a lager. Streetside has something you're going to enjoy. And the best part, they're really close to downtown. So like I said, if you're an out of towner, and you're looking to to Uber somewhere, you want a good local Cincinnati vibe, well, they're at 4003 Eastern Avenue in Columbia, Tusculum, near Lunken Airport. 24 taps from full pints to 4 ounces. They have a size that will make you happy. And they also have a happy hour Monday through Friday from 4 to 6, and new beers dropping all the time. So get to Streetside Brewery today. You can check them out at streetsidebrewing.com, or like I said, in Columbia, Tusculum. Really, really excited about this partnership. If you know me, you know I like a good beer. I loved craft beer, and I love local. Support local with Streetside Brewing, and check out all 24 beers they have on tap today. It's all about the quarterbacks for me when it comes to the offense on Friday night. Will someone separate? Mm-hmm. Will someone be consistently... Solid, not consistently up and down in in a roller coaster. Because these two backup quarterbacks have been that, Jake. They've been consistently the Diamondback at, at Kings Island, and that's probably the last ride I've ridden at Kings Island. So it's up and down all around. The the difference is is it hasn't been a smooth ride like Diamondback is. Diamondback smooth. It was like son of beast for the past three weeks or so. And and so Trevor Simeon's going to get the start. He's not going to have Jamar Chase to throw to, but. That's fine if you don't have Chase and Higgins and, and Boyd because you still have good players like Trenton Irwin. If he plays at all, he's been really good this preseason or, or this training camp. If you have Andre Yosevich, he made multiple plays on Wednesday. Irwin made a play. So I, I think those two guys are pretty reliable. Charlie Jones is is working through that shoulder. I think overall, he's just learning how to play with it. And it's not a huge issue pain wise but hopefully he can bounce back a little bit because I think it was up and down in his debut. That's a pretty fun trio to start throwing to, and I think those guys are going to get a lot of time. At least the the two rookies will in Yosef and Jones.
0: Yeah, I think those are some of the big guys we're watching, right? It's quarterbacks, it's the offensive line battles we're waiting to resolve themselves or, or for someone oh. to emerge. It's the running backs, it's pass protection for those running backs. As Travion Williams, it doesn't sound like he's going to be able to play. It's Yosef and Jones. There's also some pretty interesting players that they'll be playing against on this Atlanta defense. Old friends of the Cincinnati Mm -hmm. Bengals. Jesse Bates, Trey Flowers, old enemies. Koliath Campbell being the the chief among those, a former Baltimore Raven there. But there's some good – and Bud Dupree, in fact. Uh, Old, old friend. Pittsburgh Steelers before he spent time with the Tennessee Titans, who are also old enemies, I guess. Um, But some interesting players on the defensive front for Atlanta for this backup offensive line to deal with, to try to give these quarterbacks a chance that drive where you have the backup offensive line, trying to deal mm-hmm. with Grady Jarrett, Calais Campbell, Arnold, Evacati, Bud Dupree. That, that'll be a real challenge for them, especially Grady Jarrett. Who's still mm-hmm. a freak, still a freak in there. And then AJ Terrell, one of the better corners in the NFL. Just, just in terms of some of the starters that we'll, we'll see for, I, I guess, maybe a drive for Atlanta. Jesse Bates Jesse Bates against these quarterbacks seems a little scary in a revenge game kind of setting. Not really. A re, it's a preseason game, you know, but Jesse Bates wants to say, hey, look, I picked off your bad backup quarterbacks in a preseason game. I could see there being motivation there. And uh, Trey Flowers. Hmm. Do we see a Trey Flowers Match up with a tight end that we care about. I don't know Tanner Hudson. Probably still dealing with that concussion.
1: Yeah, we haven't seen him. We haven't seen Tanner. So, I think uh, that that part's the the tight end battle is inter- interesting. Though, like we know the first two guys. Who else? And if Hudson is out, and there's no tight ends Will... I'm interested in watching in this game. With Will Cox is Hudson. out. No, but but. But Devin Asiasi has a chance to make his case for the 53. I think that's the the part of it because you I don't have think to he's plays so well. I don't know. I mean, he's he's a guy that they obviously kept on the roster most of last year.
0: Yeah. And if
1: Wilcox is hurt, if he plays okay, I think he's he could have the inside track. Like I I wonder if we're overvaluing Hudson's production a bit. Maybe. And and so it's another guy to watch. Obviously, this is huge for Jackson Carmen. I think this. Mm-hmm. He needs to put out – like. and by the way, if he's just consistent and does what he did last week in the first half, maybe a little better at left tackle, like I think you take that, and that's fine. And whether it's trading him or feeling good about rostering him, you you feel much better than you did with what he did in, in those last, what, 11, 12 snaps or whatever it was in the fourth quarter last Friday.
0: But what I want to see from Carmen is, sure, if you play a little bit at left tackle and you play well, great, but show me that you can play right tackle. Because this has been discussed, I think, around the Bengals media sphere in the last week. If they need a backup left tackle, that's Jonah Williams, and you're putting somebody at right tackle. And if Jackson Carmen can't play right tackle, he's your third left tackle. What's he doing on the team? And so, if you can play well at left tackle, great. Maybe you can work up some trade talks around a, a better game at left tackle how he played in the postseason last year at left tackle and say hey this guy can be a serviceable starting left tackle for some team that needs a left tackle but for the Bengals if all he can do is play left tackle how valuable is that is, is a I think a pretty good point that I've heard around the Bengals media sphere in the last week
1: odds are he's the third regardless assuming you keep Lyle Collins like not week one but by the time Lyle's healthy. I I don't really see a path. Well, then there's
0: a cut happening somewhere when LC comes off or, or, you know, the other injuries have happened
1: somewhere. It might not be offensive line somewhere. And, and, you know, that's a conversation we can have later, but yeah, I agree. I think they also want to see Deontay Smith. So do -hmm. you play Jackson at one tackle spot and then you flip it and he plays at the other for the second half? Do you play him the entire game? I I wonder. Or most of the game. Ah, I, I, I would tell him to be prepared to play 80 snaps and then go for at that. both tackles, 160 and
0: snaps at both tackle position, maybe some guard just, just to, I mean, they're not working him at guard at all. Uh, no, I'm making, he, he will
1: one. not I, get guard reps.
0: I know, but I mean, if I'm the Bengals, I'm, I'm trying to play him everywhere. The way that they're trying to play Hakeem Adenergy energy everywhere, the way they're moving these guys around on the interior, the way that they're moving Deontay Smith from left to right. Just and and get, that's
1: a part of it is identity could play both tackle spots. And so it's Oken Smith. He he can be. Yeah. The, the, one of those guys can be that third left tackle <laughs> to your point with Carmen. Mm-hmm. And, and so if that's the case, surplus trade calls, you could see the path.
0: You need somebody to want to take
1: Jackson Carmen. It's I, the, the issue that. But that happens. Yeah, it happens all the time with these kind of linemen, you know, I know. Happened like with Cody, Cody Ford got traded once upon a time,
0: you know? Yeah. I know. Trust me. It, it still takes two to tango, and we know that that is, is a line we hear from the Bengals often, and it it's, can be difficult. Other guys that have a big day coming up, I think Trey Hill, Max Sharping. We've talked about those guys in the last mm-hmm. week as they're flipping between center and guard. Might be one spot for the two of those guys, unless Ben Brown makes a massive leap and gets himself into that conversation. Do we see Ben Brown and Nate Gilliam earlier in this game? That would tell you if they've got a real shot at making this roster, I think. But then it's the skill guys. Chase Brown, Chris Evans should get a lion's share of this ball game again. Again, looking for pass-blocking reps. Again, looking for them to be comfortable in the run scheme, to, to do what they're supposed to do on those running plays. Both of them flashed their ability, their athleticism, their traits. In preseason game one, Chris, uh, Chris Evans, I think, really trying quite hard and making quite a, a case for himself as a pass blocking back, has another opportunity to do it here in a game. Chase Brown, can he improve? Was swimming upstream a little bit as a pass blocker in preseason game one? Those are things there, and we, we talked about these receivers. Will it be another target heavy day for Yosavash. Can Charlie Jones have a have a more impactful game? as he's trying to deal with that shoulder, show us that he can play with the shoulder, show us that he can be that guy off the bench. Uh, because we're still waiting for those flashes, I think, from Charlie Jones in a game. And so that, that's something, certainly, that I'm watching for this week.
1: Um, maybe I have to put the, the, the hot take chain on for those watching at home, so I'll just go ahead and do that real quick here. Hot take chain going on. Jake saw it in person, by the way. It's very, very real. This isn't CGI. Charlie Jones is going to lead the Bengals and targets on Friday night. All right. There. There's your preseason hot take. Lead the Bengals and targets. Yoshi, take a rest. Charlie Jones. Double-digit targets. And I, I I actually I, I'll say six catches. Six mm. catches. He should Ten catch targets, six catches.
0: He should catch more. Of those targets than than Yoshi. No, we shouldn't.
1: Oh, then Yoshi did. Maybe. No, well, you realize who's throwing him the ball, right? Jake, I, Husko, I,
0: I'm man. just com- I'm just comparing slot targets to back shoulder jump ball targets that Yoshi got. Like it's, it, there's a difference in degree of difficulty in completing the catch. There, what what I want to see from Charlie Jones is how he's working after the catch on those plays, how he's sitting down in his zone, getting open, and making himself a a reliable target.
1: I, I just I saw Trevor Simeon really find Boyd a couple times. I mm-hmm. think he's going to find Charlie Jones early, and the offense is going to be into a, a rhythm, and, uh, and and they're going to start fast. Jake, let's go fast start for Trevor wow. Simeon. Wow, that that is that hot Look take angle right straight here. to your head. Oh baby, Pre-season
0: need one of these backup quarterbacks two. to emerge. Need some of these backup linemen to really distinguish themselves from one another. And then it's it's just a, it's fun to see the skill guys. It's less of a, an anxiety feeling for me around the skill guys than it is about the backup linemen and, and the quarterbacks. But even then, we're talking about backups and good test, especially early on in the game, hopefully against some of those Atlanta Falcons starters. We'll be back after the game with some takeaways. Hopefully we have some offense to talk about this week after it was tough going and busy for Evan McPherson last week. I think Evan's got all the preseason work he needs. So... Time for some touchdowns, hopefully, for this offense. And until then, thanks for listening to this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Who day, and have a good one.